You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. fans and welcome to a new edition of the valentine's views podcast here on big review radio part of the sb nation family of podcasts i'm your host ed valentine of big blue view a few topics to discuss today as the new york giants get ready to face the chicago bears in their second preseason game training camp Technically, at least the public part of training camp is over with. I asked Pat Shermer about that the other day, and 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 Pat basically said, look, as far as we're concerned, the only change is that the fans can't come out to practice any longer. As far as we're concerned, it's still training camp, and we still have a lot of work to do in preparation for the Dallas Cowboys. So that's how the Giants are approaching it, as though this is still training camp really these days considering that teams practice at home that training camp is so limited that you know teams so often practice you know in their own facilities as the Giants do there isn't really much difference between what's considered training camp and and what isn't in terms of the preseason so Shermer's probably correct nothing really changes for the Giants other than the fact that they have to spend some time you know prepping for games And uh, for the last two preseason games, they'll have to travel to those games. Anyway, Giants fans, there are a few topics of interest that I wanted to hit today. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Golden Tate suspension. We'll talk a little bit about the remarks John Mara made during his uh, meeting with the media on Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit about the the Giants' decision to, uh, to waive punter Ryan Anderson and bring in a new punter, Johnny Townsend, of the formerly of the Oakland Raiders. And also we'll talk briefly about Friday night's game against the Chicago Bears. First, let's talk about the Golden Tate suspension. I wrote about this on Wednesday at Big Blue View. And listen, I know that Golden Tate has been very contrite. He's been very upfront about the whole situation I know that he appealed and he said he thought he had a good case and I know that he he said after hearing that his appeal would be denied and that the four-game suspension would be upheld that he had hoped for or thought that the NFL would be more understanding and listen I get that he's contrite he was hopeful he wanted to believe that the four-game suspension would at the very least be lessened to two or three games. But if you know anything about the NFL history with uh, with PED suspensions, there's precedent for this particular drug. 
uh, clomide that uh, that Tate admitted taking unknowingly, according to uh, to what he has said. There's precedent in a 2014 case involving Robert Mathis, then of the Indianapolis Colts. This suspension was never going to be overturned. And, you know, for me, whatever Tate has said, whatever he did, whatever his reasoning was, I simply don't get it. When it comes to Tate, when it comes to other NFL players, it's very simple. The league policy is zero tolerance. Let me take a moment and actually read it to you. From the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing drugs, players are responsible for what is in their bodies, and a positive test will not be excused because a player was unaware that he was taking a prohibited substance. There it is, clear as day, unmistakable, no questions about that. If you put it in your body, you're responsible for it, no matter how it got there, no matter what you knew, no matter what you didn't know, no matter what questions you asked. And listen, Tate is in his 10th year in the NFL. Whatever his reason was, whether he was trying to have another baby with his wife whether he was trying to mask something else that he was taking, because clomide, if you look into it, clomide is a masking agent used sometimes by athletes to try to mask steroids, and I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying that this is the truth about this drug. Sometimes it is used by players as a masking agent to hide steroids. That simply is a fact of life. It is the way that it is. I don't know why you know, Golden Tate did what he did. But the fact of the matter is he could have easily preemptively figured out that this was a banned substance. It, I mean, it's on the NFLPA website on a list, on a page with a complete list of banned substances. I was able to find this myself in a search that took me less than two minutes. I'm sure he knows about this page, even if he doesn't. He has an agent he could ask for resources on this. He could go to team doctors. I'm sure that even though he was no longer a member of the Philadelphia Eagles, he could have called their doctors and asked. He could have called the Detroit Lions, where he played for several years, and gotten information from the, from the team doctor there as to whether he could have taken this. He could have gone directly to the NFL and said, is this drug something that I can take? You know, this is the reason I want to take it. He didn't do any of those things. He just took the drug because the doctor said, oh, this is not a banned substance. I've given this to other NFL players. I'm sorry that excuse doesn't wash. Not for a 10-year veteran who has been through this a number of times, who has seen other players suspended, who knows the rules, who understands the rules, it's, it's inexcusable, and as I said uh, in, in my piece on Big Blue View on Wednesday, no one should have expected the NFL to do anything other than what they did here, which is plain and simple, uphold the suspension and move on. The precedent has been set, and they simply can't really make exceptions to that policy. We kill the NFL for making... for pretty much zigzagging all over the place when it comes to drug suspensions, when it comes to 
things like you know, domestic violence suspensions. You never know what the NFL is going to do, how they're going to treat those, how long suspensions are going to last, if there's going to be suspensions at all. I will not kill the NFL for being consistent, for saying this is the policy, there's no exceptions, it's zero tolerance. We don't care what reason, or if you think you had a good reason, or if it was an honest mistake, you know the policy, this is what was agreed to, and this is the consequences, and unfortunately for Golden Tate and the New York Giants, these are consequences that they will feel for the first four weeks of the 2019 NFL season. All right, Giants fans, let's turn to another topic. Giants co-owner John Mara spoke to media on Tuesday. A lot of his remarks were about Daniel Jones. A lot of his remarks were about Dave Gettleman. And, of course, a lot of his remarks were in regard to Giants quarterback Eli Manning, who is entering his 16th season with the franchise. What I want to do right now, I want to focus, you know, as we talk here today, I want to focus on what he said about Eli and Daniel Jones and how the 2019 season might play out. Before we get into uh, to my thoughts on those remarks, let me play a brief clip for you from Mara. And I'm going to apologize in advance for the quality of this clip. Listen, it's not great. I know it's not great. We were in a big scrum. Uh, John was not at the podium. He was simply standing on the field in the Quest Diagnostics Training Center practice bubble surrounded by reporters. There was a lot of ancillary noise around us. There was a lot going on. John spoke largely with his head down. He and And to be honest, I thought he mumbled a little bit. So in some instances, he's a little bit hard to hear. I did the best I could to uh, to bump up the sound quality, to fix the sound quality for you. But I understand that it's not great. So please, you know, give it a listen, and I hope that that you get something out of it. After we hear the clip, we'll come back and talk about it. Ideally, how would you like it to unfold for this season? Hope Eli has a great year again. Never seems to be like that. That would be an ideal world. Yeah, it's, um, at the end of the day, it's going to be a decision by the head coach as to when or if Daniel doesn't play this year. Is that that's really good? You would, I mean, obviously, you want the team to win a lot of games in the playoffs, but um, if Daniel doesn't play one snap as a rookie, you'd be okay with that? I'm very happy about that because it means that we're having a great year and he has a John, he's the longest tenured player in franchise history. How much thought have you given to how hard it might be you know, when you do have to say goodbye to him? It would be a very difficult emotional moment, uh, to be sure. All right, that was Giants co-owner John Mara talking about Eli Manning and Daniel Jones and the upcoming 2019 season. You know, during a, a, a recent you know media conference the other day at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center, listen, I was asked about some of these comments that that Mara made specifically about being very happy, in Mara's words, very happy if Daniel Jones never played a snap during the 2019 season. And I know that there's some consternation about those remarks. And listen, I have no problem at all with what Mara said. 
he did not denigrate Daniel Jones. He was very complimentary toward Daniel Jones. He believes that Daniel Jones can be a quarterback in New York. He likes what he's seen from Daniel Jones so far. John Mara was simply saying that in an ideal world, the Giants will win games in 2019. They would make the playoffs in 2019. Eli Manning, whether this is his last season with the Giants or not, would play well in 2019. And the winning and Manning's performance on the field would earn the starting quarterback the right to remain as the starting quarterback. That there wouldn't have to be a decision. That there wouldn't have to be controversy as the season unfolds over who plays and who doesn't. Listen, is, is that realistic? That wasn't the question for John Mara. That wasn't what he was asked. He was asked, you know, what his ideal circumstance would be. And like anyone else, he wants to win games. He should want to win games. You didn't expect the owner to stand there and say, well, I hope we lose the first four games and then uh, we have to bench Eli and put Daniel Jones in there. He's not going to say that. He wants this franchise to move forward. They believe as an organization that when Eli Manning is done, Daniel Jones will be able to step in, take over, and lead this franchise. Right now they want to see the Giants win games. They've made the playoffs once in the last seven years, I believe, once since they won the 2011 Super Bowl. They're tired of losing. They think they've made some inroads toward making this team better, toward toward building a, a winning product, toward putting a better product, a better team on the field. Mara said the other day, he said, we need to win some games to show improvement. He's tired of the losing. In his ideal world, he wants to see the Giants make the playoffs, be competitive, have a good season, move forward. If the way that this is going to go down, I've said it many, many times, if Daniel Jones plays games this season as a starter, that means that the New York Giants are doing badly. That might be a good thing for Daniel Jones. It may actually be a good thing in the long term for the franchise. But it isn't what the franchise wants to see. They want to put a winning product out there. They want to be a good football team. They want to do that now. And for me... I don't understand why anyone who calls themselves a Giants fan, why anyone in the fan base would have a problem if they actually managed to do that this year, if they're actually good, and if Eli Manning plays well, and if the Giants come down to the final couple of weeks of the season in playoff contention, legitimate playoff contention, and if they actually make the playoffs, that would be a good thing you know, maybe for Eli Manning's legacy, sure, but it would also be a really good thing for the young players on the roster, obviously other than Daniel Jones, to get to go through a playoff drive, to get to play meaningful games at the end of the season. That's an important part of developing a winning team, of developing a winning culture, of getting better, of learning to trust each other as players. So, you don't want a culture of losing. You don't want players to expect to lose. You go three and thirteen, five and eleven every year. You go four and twelve. You keep 
going through that, that becomes a vicious cycle where that's what players get used to. And the Giants are trying to break out of that. And for my money, you know, my belief is that if you're a fan of a team, you should want to see that team win every time it steps on the field. And that's all that John Mara was saying is that he wants to win games. And if the Giants win games, that means Eli Manning is doing well. That means the offense is doing well. You know, that that means they might make the playoffs. And that means that there won't be a reason for a quarterback controversy. All right. Giants fans, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, then we'll come back and I have a couple of other topics that I wanted to hit uh, before we call it a show today. All right, Giants fans, back here on the Valentine's Views podcast on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine. The first part of the show, we talked about Golden Tate's suspension We talked about remarks the other day made by Giants co-owner John Mara. A couple of other things to mention before we call it a show today. The Giants made a really interesting roster move on Wednesday. And I don't want to spend the podcast talking at length about the punter situation. But this really interested me. On Wednesday, the Giants claimed on waivers punter Johnny Townsend from the Oakland Raiders. Townsend was really not good last year as a rookie with the Raiders. Was near the bottom of the league in both uh, per punt average and in net average. Whereas, you know, Riley Dixon was good for the Giants last year. Uh, the, The Giants were, I think, seventh in the league in net punting average. But what I found interesting was that the Giants, to make room on the roster for Townsend, have waived former Rutgers punter Ryan Anderson, a left-footed punter who Pat Shermer was very complimentary of earlier in the week, who, watching throughout the spring and and the, the summer training camp practices, I thought that Ryan Anderson had kicked the ball very well. My belief is that Ryan Anderson, a left-footed kid who punted for Rutgers in 2017, had a cup of coffee with the Giants a year ago, I think had a, was a rookie minicamp tryout where he didn't get signed. My belief is that Ryan Anderson is an NFL caliber punter. So I just thought that, that this was a really interesting move by the Giants little bit of a surprise to see Anderson go. I'm curious what this means for Riley Dixon, you know, to claim a guy on waivers like this. Obviously, to me, means that they're, that they're looking for competition for Dixon for the punting job. So we'll see how this develops. I just thought that it was a really interesting move by the Giants, one that I didn't expect. And to be honest, I feel bad for Anderson my guess is he's going to hook on somewhere that it won't take long. And and I still believe that you're going to see Ryan Anderson kicking for someone during regular season action during the 2019 season. Finally, Giants fans, we're just a couple days away from the second preseason game, which will be Friday night at MetLife Stadium against the Chicago Bears. That's a 7.30 kickoff. 
Uh, Pat Shermer has said that he would like for all four quarterbacks to play in that game, just uh, just like they all played in the preseason opener against the New York Jets. I would expect that both Eli Manning and Daniel Jones see more extensive action than they did in that preseason opener. Both guys only played one series. Manning, of course, with a three and out. Jones, of course, with the five for five touchdown drive that uh, set off, you know, mass hysteria in the fan base and in some of the media. So I would expect to see both of those guys play significantly more in Friday night's game if the Giants are able to get Alex Tanney and Kyle Loletta in toward the end of the game they'll do that but I think the priority is going to be getting the top two guys more snaps we'll see how much uh, the the other starters play but uh, if you're going to be tuning into that game uh, expect to see a little bit more of of Manning and Jones against uh, against Chicago all right, Giants fans, that is our show for today. I thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, please remember to uh, subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Please remember on Friday to check out all of our coverage of Giants versus Bears. And, and shoot, check out our coverage every single day as we give you everything you need to know and hopefully more about your New York Giants. All right, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.